Good afternoon and welcome to the Monday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll discuss the impact of COVID-19 on the economy and the agriculture sector. Also, Manitoba Pork Chair George Matheson will talk about the impact on the pork sector. And up first in today's country comment, we'll chat with the Canadian Federation of Agriculture about the ratification of the Canada-US-Mexico Agreement. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon, you're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. On Friday, Canada ratified the Canada-US-Mexico Agreement. I got reaction from Keith Curry. He's the first vice president with the Canadian Federation of Agriculture. Well, certainly we've been stating all along that, you know, um, a deal is better than no deal. Uh, however, you know, we're still working out uh, how that's going to look for our supply and manage uh, system uh, with respect to any compensation for the loss that they uh, incurred during or negotiated away during this, this deal. Uh, by and large, for most of agriculture, it's going to be a positive. It's going to mean that our products are still going to flow back and forth uh, between the three countries. And that, that is a positive for uh, us in agriculture because we are such a large exporting nation. Uh, but we are concerned over the impact it is going to have on supply and management. We need to make sure that we keep those uh, sectors healthy. What other areas will see the, the biggest benefits from this agreement? Well, we have such a myriad of different types of commodities that we, we grow in this country. And so everything from all, we have a tremendous amount of horticulture products that flow across the border, uh, not only into into U.S., but into uh, Mexico. Um, certainly raw products uh, are going back and forth. But I know if you look at the Great Lake Basin, which is Quebec and Ontario primarily, and a little bit of Manitoba, there's a lot of uh, economic development happening on both sides of the border with further value-added products. And that's, that's a tremendous boost, not only from the aspect of ex- us exporting our products, but that value-added in the product uh, once it, once it leaves, uh, leaves the country. So, um, you know, we're seeing lots of, uh, red meat sector, you know, has, has a little bit of, a little bit of, uh, flowing across, not so much as it used to. Um, but there, there's a lot of, a lot of products right across our whole spectrum of commodities that we produce that are flowing, uh, between the three countries. And how important was uh, was it to get this done now? Well, COVID nineteen certainly is is uh, amplifying the, the need for agreements, uh, no doubt. But uh, I think just in general for trade, uh, the U.S. is our our largest trading partner. So getting this deal done to maintain that flow of goods and services, uh, not only uh, through all three countries, but in particular with the U.S., who we do the majority of our trade. And I think I think it was just important to get the deal done, so that there'd be no interruption, no business interruption. Uh, of, of products flowing back and forth. And Keith, uh, wondering if you could comment on, on COVID-19, um, just as far as CFA, you know, events being cancelled or, or just the impact on your organization? Yeah, so CFA is being very proactive and if you go to our website, you'll see that we are uh, putting out, uh, we have put out a release today uh, highlighting uh, where CFA is and, and what we're asking our, our folks to do. Um, certainly, it's about taking precautions, all the precautions that you need to make sure that you protect yourself as an individual, but also the others that are around you. Uh, we've cancelled any events that we've had scheduled as far as attending and that kind of thing. Uh, the whole agriculture sector is, is shutting down to make sure that we really minimize the impact of this of this uh, coronavirus and that we can move forward in a, in a healthy fashion. And so we're asking everybody to please uh, use good judgment and to make sure that you look after yourself. That was Keith Curry, first vice president with the Canadian Federation of Agriculture.
A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. The Canadian Agri-Food Trade Alliance is applauding the ratification of the Canada-U.S.-Mexico agreement. CAFTA says at a time of great uncertainty, ratifying the deal quickly provides assurances to Canadian agri-food exporters. The group adds that the agreement also returns stability and certainty to North American trade. The U.S. and Mexico are the first and fourth largest export markets for Canadian food and agricultural products. The impact of COVID-19 outbreak is being felt around the world. The story is no different for agriculture here at home. National Farmers Union President Katie Ward talked about one of the major impacts of the virus. A big concern is going to be the temporary foreign workers program and what impact health screening or isolation measures are going to have on that program. We've started investigating that ourselves in the National Farmers Union and um, we're hoping to have some advice for our members um, coming up shortly and to engage in discussions with AAFC on the topic. Ward says there will be many farm events impacted by the situation. And agriculture is one of the most stressful and challenging occupations there is. And when going through challenging times, it's important to reach out for help. Leslie Kelly is co-founder of the Do More Agriculture Foundation. She says mental health and and agriculture is something we need to talk about, noting there's so many things out of farmers' control. Whether it's trade, markets, weather, um, succession planning, the pressures of farming, um, you know, negative public perception, animal care, um, so many things go into producers feeling that, you know, they can't seek the help or that they're going through a hard time. She says it's important to recognize the signs and symptoms of someone going through a hard time, reach out to them and truly listen to what's going on. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Monday, March 16th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll discuss the impact of COVID-19 on the economy and the agriculture sector. Today, Glendalee Allen Vossler talks with Farm Credit Canada's Chief Agricultural Economist, J.P. Gervais, about the impact of COVID-19 on the economy and the agriculture sector. I believe that you have to think about what's going on in the marketplace and the, the economy along two lines, right? So one is, you know, what's going on with the broader economic environment? What's going on globally? Um, what, how does this impact our economy as well as some of the financial variables that are most important to ag producers? And then you have to think about what, what it really means to the markets that we're directly involved with, right? So if you you know, growing crops, you know, well, what does it mean for pricing? What does it mean for your business going forward and livestock? Much of the same thing. So if I start on the broader economy, I mean, I think it's hard at this time to imagine that we're not going to be in a recession at one point. I do expect that we have to have some sort of um, economic downturn uh, in Canada and the U.S., given you know the large implications when it comes to travel restrictions and movement of people and goods and the supply chain disruptions that are starting all the way back there in China and so forth. So I, I do think that we're going to get some impacts there. And of course, you know, when, when, when I think the markets do agree, in fact, because if you look at so, some of the probabilities now to see interest rates being even lower, then we know that the Bank of Canada actually cut interest rates by 0.75%. So it would really bring interest rates really close to zero, and much of the same is expected in the U.S. Actually, markets expect a little bit more of an aggressive move by the U.S. Federal Reserve. 
We've seen the value of the Canadian dollar drop because of tumbling oil prices, among other things. That's another part of the, the crisis that, that we can discuss, the fact that we've had demand of oil that is expected to be significantly less because of travel restrictions and so forth. Um, on top of that, you have supply disruptions because of Russia and OPEC countries not necessarily getting along and agreeing on what to produce. And so oil prices down, interest rates lower, um, and with the overall uncertainty in the marketplace, you know, the U.S. dollar is gaining value and our Canadian dollar is is losing value, which is a good thing. You know, there's some positives in all of this, right? When you think of uh, oil prices, lower fuel costs, perhaps lower interest rates, a lower dollar that always helps the industry. Um, so there are some positives, but uh, of course, you know, you have to, once you move beyond uh, the macro factors, you have to think about the that what's going on or what is expected to happen for the different crops and, and livestock. What kind of an impact do you think this is going to have on on our crops, on those markets, on our livestock going forward? Things are evolving really quickly, right? The, the one thing I say all the time is, is, and you may have heard this saying, that ag and food are somewhat immune to economic fluctuations, right? They're, they're recession-proof in some sense. And and, and I, I, I do think that the, the statement is a bit misleading. Um, it, it's true that people have to eat. Um, so in the aggregate, we may not see a whole lot of difference when it comes to food consumption. But I would argue that a lot of what will happen in the next few months is going to have different impacts overall by different on different sectors. So you have to have a clear line of sight of, what are my customers ultimately and how are they doing, right? Are my customers buying my crops, you know, are those located, are the, those customers being located overseas? And so what kind of pressures are they on, under? And what is, what is the impact of lower income on food consumption? Because it's one thing in Canada to say that, you know, even if income comes down because of a recession, that maybe food consumption is not going to be impacted. But it's a different story when you think of emerging markets. We were talking, you know, talking earlier about China. China is one of those examples where, you know, a lower income can actually impact a subset of their population so that perhaps they're going to purchase less food. And so um, we do expect to have a little bit of demand, uh, a little bit of weakness in demand going forward. And if you look actually at futures markets right now, things, the situation is evolving real quickly. But, but uh, if you're making projections with regards to what margins will be for the main crops, you know, if you have wheat, canola, if you look at you know, in soybeans and corn and central can and so forth, prices that, that we have in the future markets have not tumbled like we've seen prices drop in the oil market, but they're nevertheless, you know, lower by between 5 and, and 10%. And that 5 and 10% drop in the span of a week, really, almost, is enough that, you know, we were starting from a situation of very tight margins. And so, that five to ten percent drop actually pushes some some of those prices in a in a territory where maybe you know the expectation is that you're not going to be able as a business to break even and and um, given what we're seeing in futures markets now this situation can evolve real quickly I think from when it comes to crops I think we've seen markets taking it in stride a little bit not being you know not leading to uh, not making some moves that led to major declines in in commodity prices, but I do expect a little bit more weakness going forward, um, simply again because of this lower demand overseas. Now, um, I have to say though that if we have a good crop, and, and who knows, right? It's a little bit early to, to say anything about what 2020 production is going to look like, but 
if we do have a good crop in 2020, it's not out of the question that even the pricing that we have, all that, if we can sustain that, perhaps have markets rebound, because there is going to be a rebound in all of this. Right? And that's, I think, one of the points to emphasize is that, yes, there is perhaps inside a some sort of slowdown, economic slowdown, but there will be a rebound. Um, the only two questions, basically, one is, you know, what's the magnitude of the slowdown, right? How big of a drop is there going to be in economic activity worldwide? And second, what would be the length of that? Um, but there will be a, there will be a rebound. And, and so uh, at that point, you know, if we get a good crop, I mean, it's not out of the question that 2020 ends up being, you know, if we speak nine months now, that 2020 ends up being a good year. So I wouldn't rule that out at this time. I think we have to be patient. Uh, just a quick word on livestock. I would say much of the same story applies. I think livestock cattle prices have been dropping significantly more. And there's a, quite a bit of downside risk, I would suspect, when it comes to meat and livestock, simply because we know that North American production levels are going to be really high and large this year. So I think it may make the market a little bit more nervous when it comes to meat and livestock than, than they are right now for crops. And that's certainly something to be monitoring going forward. But I, as I said, I, I do think that there's, there's, there's pent-up demand out there. There's a strong demand out there. It's just that we may not see the light of it until, um, until later on in, in 2020. That's J.P. Gervais, a chief economist with Farm Credit Canada for Golden West. I'm Glendalee Allen-Bossler. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email to the farm desk at goldenwestradio.com. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return on Monday on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. The Stanley Soil Management Association AGM scheduled for March 18th has been cancelled. The Manitoba Farm Safety Conference, which was slated for March 20th in Morden, has also been cancelled. Manitoba Porks AGM scheduled for March 25th has been postponed and the Royal Manitoba Winter Fair scheduled for Brandon at the end of the month has also been cancelled. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Monday afternoon, Manitoba Porks AGM and Banquet slated for March 25th has been cancelled. I got the details from Manitoba Pork Chair George Matheson. The direction society is going to, uh, you know, reduce the number of large gatherings of people just to mitigate the spread of uh, COVID-19. And also we had uh, a number of large producers who stated that they wouldn't be sending their employees to the AGM or banquet to mitigate their risk of uh, catching catching the disease. So we uh, certainly understood uh, their position on it. So since, uh, yeah, it was the responsible thing to do and also that our numbers would be down significantly, uh, we've decided to uh, postpone it for the time being. Now, are there um, reports or statements that will be uh, released um, later then? Or? Yes, there was a letter sent today uh, out to all producers uh, stating, uh, since it's less than two weeks away now, that uh, this is our decision. And I know the office, the Manitoba Port Council office, uh, uh, will be making you know statements to the to the agricultural uh, medias, uh, government uh, stakeholders in the industry, and all the producers in the province to uh, to be advised that uh, yeah, the AGM is postponed for now. Besides the meeting here, what what other impacts is this COVID nineteen outbreak um, going to have on the pork industry? Yeah, it's hard to say. Probably our greatest concern right now is uh, if there were. 
large-scale infections of it that might affect uh, the the workforce. Uh, number one, for their own uh, health uh, issues, and also uh, that uh, you know work uh, at barns, uh, work at the two major packing plants, and even the smaller packing plants in Manitoba would uh, would be under pressure to to be done. But so far, uh, as we know, we haven't had a lot of cases in Manitoba. We'll keep our fingers crossed, but. Those uh, would be very important uh, issues that we'd have to uh, be aware of and uh, and, uh, and try and uh, assist producers and processors with. That was George Matheson. He's the chair with Manitoba Pork. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Manitoba Pork was forced to postpone its March 25th AGM due to the COVID-19 outbreak. Chair George Matheson talked about another impact to the pork industry. Probably our greatest concern right now is uh, if there were large-scale infections of it that might affect uh, the the workforce, uh, number one, for their own uh, health uh, issues, and also uh, that, uh, you know, work uh, at barns, uh, work at the two major packing plants, and even the smaller packing plants in Manitoba would uh, would be under pressure to to be done. The impact on the temporary foreign worker program is also a concern in the agriculture industry. And mental health and agriculture is something we need to talk about, and if you're going through a rough time right now, be sure to reach out for help. Leslie Kelly, co-founder of the Do More Ag Foundation, says it's important to recognize the signs and symptoms of someone going through a hard time, reach out to them, and truly listen to what's going on. Listening can really help someone get the weight of the world off of their shoulders. And you don't have to be a mental health expert. I'm not a mental health expert, but all you need is, or all someone needs is just an ear to listen to to help. She also encourages people to take time for themselves, adding that self-care is important and different for everyone. It can be two minutes or up to two hours. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwestradio.com. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow, starting at 12 noon.